Okay, wonderful. Hi, welcome everyone. Welcome. Hello and welcome to Zenful Conversations. Can everyone hear okay? All right, terrific. Terrific. You can find us having Zenful Conversations every single day in a free private group for women. We will, we're going to be beginning our sixth year in January of these conversations every single day, and we'd love to have you join us. For more information on all the Zoom offerings, please visit ZenfulConversations.com. My name is Zenjen Brown, and I'm your host. We're here today with guest speaker Natalia Garcia. Natalia, welcome to Zenful Conversations, and thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it a ton. <laughs> Wonderful. Let me give you a little bit of information about Natalia. Natalia has recently been featured on Channel 7 ABC, uh, Channel ABC 7. She's a registered dietitian, licensed nutritionist, and board certified integrative functional nutritional practitioner and athlete. As a professional tennis player, Natalia represented Mexico in the 2019 World Cup. Natalia has also been has been providing nutritional counseling in her private practice for over 15 years and has helped countless clients not only lose weight for good, but also build a healthy relationship with food, regaining health and vitality and enjoying their lives. She follows a functional and integrative client centered approach, which looks at food as information for our body and at the root cause of things and the body's imbalances. Her job is to resolve the problem, not just manage the symptoms. Nutrition solutions for getting your optimal health back. So with her functional and integrative medicine approach, we don't focus on managing the symptoms. You focus on finding the root causes. Um, today, we're going to discuss mindset as it relates to the holidays, relationships with food and self-compassion, self-sabotaging habits, inner voices, and possible setbacks and how to troubleshoot these during holidays. Natalia, thanks again for being here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and share years of experience as it relates to, you know, uh, all the topics you you mentioned, uh, getting to the bottom line of why we're not feeling our best. And uh, especially as it relates to the holidays, um, it's super important, I feel, to really understand our relationship with food. Uh, that is why I, I decided to become a dietitian uh, because my relationship with, with food was really poor. And I developed an eating disorder, multiple eating disorders, and uh, I almost died from an eating disorder. So my relationship with food wasn't always the best. And I think we all struggle with that. So I just really invite you to think about what does food mean for me, especially as I'm entering the holidays? I think that's a question that it it is important for all of us to acknowledge. And there's no right or wrong reason. Uh, the reason why I bring this question up for everybody is because um, during the holidays, I've I know because many of my clients tell me before the holidays, oh, I'm going to be bad in the holidays. And again, there's no good or bad because if there's bad, there's the judgment. And then if we judge ourselves, it's going to be very difficult to be um, in a space of positive emotion. 
And then practicing self-compassion will be difficult. So I just invite you to observe your relationship with food and just think about the observer part as you being a spider on the wall looking at yourself. And then you're observing. Uh, like I said, like I am observing Jen and Jen you know, I'm her spider, right? But And I'm looking at Jen and I'm saying, okay, this is how Jen goes about eating during Christmas and the weeks between Christmas and New Year's. And I noticed that Jen likes this specific food and that she has these many servings and that she is maybe aware or not aware about the amount that, you know, she is consuming of that specific food. Like I do that with myself all the time. And that's because I practice self-awareness as, as a, a human being. But when it comes to food during the holidays, I don't know what happens, but sometimes we think it's like a, we won't get to eat a certain food forever. And then what do we tend to do? we just overeat that food and then we don't feel great. And it's like a vicious cycle when we experience um, guilt, then that guilt brings us stress or negative emotion. And then we just repeat that because we're just aware in the cycle. Sometimes we're aware, sometimes we're not aware. So Jen, I'm just curious, what thoughts do you have based on what you, what I just said? Me or any, does anybody have any, how about, does somebody want to answer this? Go ahead, Stephanie Bergman. Um, what was the question again? What are your thoughts on all of, on all of, uh, all of what Natalia was just talking about? Well, as somebody who has been heavy majority of her life, not to a point that it has stopped me physically in any way of doing anything however i think it's something that is takes a long time takes a lot of thought and it takes a lot of experimenting um to start eating the right way um what i'm trying to say is sure i can go grab you know, a bag of potato chips and snack on them every day. But I choose not to do that because I do eat things good for me because I want to feel good. And potato chips don't always do it. Um, that's all. I'm just saying that it's taken me where I think I'm at a point right now where I can say no to things and it's not going to like kill me. You know, I don't think about the holidays and what I'm going to eat. I might think, okay, well, on Christmas, I make, make lasagna and I'm going to eat that for my family. But the rest of the days, I'm going to continue doing what I've been doing, which is trying to eat better. That's all I want. Oh, thank you for, for sharing. I, I, I feel and I hear that you're aware that uh, you know, which foods don't make you feel the way you want to feel. And I see a lot of people grab onto the tangible, right? The looks, the weight, the number of a scale, but really that's the byproduct of feeling well. And how do we feel well by eating in a way that we honor our bodies and we honor uh, what our body needs, which is nutrients and pretty much the right information for our trillions of cells. So um, thank you for sharing. This is, 
appreciate that. Yeah, I do want to say something that's on my mind because, and I don't know, I just want to say that when you're overweight, you know, people do judge you. Um, and they can, that's fine. Um, and you, when you get thin, they respond to you much better, you know, especially men, they respond to you much better. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Um, but are those real feelings or not? But now with this Ozempic that's come out, it makes me mad that people are getting it that aren't diabetic. Yeah. And they're losing weight on it and they look great. And I wish that could be me, but I don't think I'm ever going to be diabetic. Like I have, I have something to say about well, a few okay. things, you know, uh, I think that for men or whoever you may try to get attention, like there's other ways of feeling good about oneself. And that's just you empowering oh, yeah. you, regardless of the vessel, you know, I feel that uh, we can have whatever vessel, but if we are love ourselves and if we have that self-compassion and that confidence on who we are, uh, then the rest is really um I it's less less really least important. But when it comes to Oxempic, I gotta tell you that people who are taking Oxempic, it's being documented that it's really making a mess of their digestive tract. Um, I've been getting throughout the years that Oxempic has been in the uh, market, M women and men coming to my office with the most horrible digestive symptoms um, and especially diarrhea and uh, bloating, constipation and stomach pain while they're on this drug. One of them, I remember correctly, she completely stopped it after five days, but those five days completely messed off her digestive tract, which is pretty much where your health resides. Like, I don't know if you heard about this saying, but all disease begins in the gut and our microbiome and all the species, um, you want to think about this as a rainforest. So all that gets eroded and as if, you, as if there was a fire, right? And then this uh, unhealthy bacteria just take over and it's a mess. So you don't want to be there. And anybody who's doing that, it's focusing on the quick fix. That is something that I want to talk about today, the quick fix mentality, because that tends to be an inner voice that sets us back because we just want the quick fix. But anything that will stay for you for life, like lifestyle, ha lifestyle habits, um, are things that you work on, such as when you were a kid, right? Probably somebody told you, hey, let's brush our teeth, right? Every night, if not, we're going to get cavities and less loss, you know, to have good oral hygiene. And you have to be told several times until you actually did it on your own. And now it's a habit. So when it comes to eating right and creating habits that make a beautiful, not just meat suit but a beautiful being because you love yourself by taking care of yourself by engaging in these habits that is how you create health not with a quick fix that only lasts 30 days or 60 days and then yeah. in the back burner, the mental and emotional side of the food and many other things are not addressed so i would invite you to just um you know what 
that it's actually really much better that you're not on that drug because your health is not being compromised. Um, I know it. I know that's the truth. But if my doctor would give it to me, I would take it. Okay, then I can't can help you. <laughs> okay, that's fine. It, because it is getting oh the gut. Uh, you know, that I understand what you're saying, because there's also some of these coaching programs out there that um, eat certain products or whatever. And, and these people are losing weight, like, boom, boom, you know? Um, well, I eat good and I do exercise and I'm consistent and I'm sorry. I don't seem to see the weight coming off like I think it should be. And I mean, I've struggled this for my whole life. So. What I'm saying is for some people that are thin, but it, it really doesn't matter to me. Eating healthy is most important for my health. As I get older, I'm 62, I want it. I want to keep eating good. You know, and I want to, I want to establish those good habits. And I have, this has been like years I've been trying different things to do. And consistently, like you said, make a habit. Well, I've been walking for many years. And I, you know, I walk and I do yoga and, you know, but I'm still not doing enough, I guess. I don't know. And I don't think I'm eating too much, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, just... Go ahead, Jen. Go ahead. I was going to say it is, it is frustrating. It is frustrating at times. It's frustrating being somebody that's overweight. If you've never been overweight, you have no idea what it feels like to be overweight and really struggle with the eating and really, I mean, I don't eat anything hardly anymore that's, unless it's good for me. I mean, I have cut out so much stuff. So I'm just expressing my point of view. You know, it's easy to say, but as a fat person, I don't care. I still get dressed up. I still feel like I look good. I feel like I'm attractive. But I'm a fat person can, to other people. And I eat healthy. I just had black beans with eggs. What else? Do? <laughs> no, spinach. I ate an orange today and I had yogurt with blueberries. I mean, I eat good all the time. And that's probably about all I'll have to eat today. You know? So if you're, it's doing, if you're doing something and you don't see results, then that means that that means that something you're doing, it's it's you think you're eating healthy and you're not eating healthy, or there's something in your body well, that it's not. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing in my body because I'm just I'm fine as far as I get an annual checkup. The only thing that I can think of is a portion size, but you know, two eggs to me doesn't seem like that's too many eggs to eat. At a, at, a, at a sitting, you know, and then I'm trying to incorporate instead of bacon or sausage, which I love, I try to, I'm trying to do beans, implement the beans. And I mean, I've been doing this for a while and I have I've just recently taken off about 15 pounds, but I just want to express as a fat person, what how hard it is and what people look at you and they think what you must go home and consume in your body to make you look the way you look. And I just, that's all. Right. Right. I'm sorry. You know, and you can, I'll listen to whatever you have to say. It's just that 
it's not that easy for a fat person. So Natalia, what, what advice do you have uh, for people who struggle with overeating or binge eating during the holidays? To be very self-aware um, about their choices. I'm going to share my screen okay. so that you have a better idea of what I am talking about. And how if you do go for um, food that you tend to really like, um, you um, realize that, oh, you know, I can really have this food, but in a way that I feel good about having it. Um, so let me go ahead and share that screen. I have this. Can you see my screen? Yes. So yeah. if we have a very healthy food that we love, I've put this presentation for another for another group before, and it's it's a lot about the do's and the don'ts, you know, at a holiday party or just during the holiday season. So if you have a food that you just love, I invite you to carry that um, in a napkin. You know, and then to leave the 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 rest behind instead of going for like a plate full, um, because that tends to be very, very, very you control. You're just you just really control yourself um, much more. And then I'm just gonna unshare real quickly. Um, I invite you to this is a really fun exercise to do. Think that you are an alien who is visiting planet Earth. And who has never seen, let's say, uh, the food that is really hard for me to control is chocolate. Like, I, that's really that's really hard. Sometimes I binge on that, especially if it's peanut butter. I have binged on a jar of peanut butter um, when I first came to the U.S. I didn't grow up peanut butter like most of the people in the United States. So I would binge eat a whole... Um, jar of peanut butter within a day so I know what binge eating is because I've binge it I've actually also been very overweight uh when I was a teenager and really haven't felt good about myself um so I've been there and the reason why I share my stories with you is so that um these are troubleshootings that I've done for myself and that other people find helpful so when it comes to chocolate think that you're an alien from another planet who is visiting planet earth and your job is to go back to your spaceship and tell your species about a food that you just found out. And the way you would want to go about this is pretty much closing your eyes, take a piece of chocolate, and then put it next to your nose, and then see what smells arise. Because when you engage your smell, we start making a lot of digestive secretions that are needed for optimal digestion. And then you make it memories about that food. So it's a much more enjoyable process. The second step would be putting it against your lips and just see how that, the texture and what comes up as you put it next to your lips. The third step is actually putting it into your mouth without actually chewing just letting the piece of chocolate sit or whatever it is the food that you love or that tends to be a a food that you binge 
um, on and then just let it melt without chewing and to when you actually start chewing to make sure that you have the food all over your mouth especially at the tip of the tongue this is where the receptors are um where we actually experience sweetness the most so if we eat and just swallow we never touch this uh taste buds receptors at the at tip of the tongue so it's just a matter of really thinking that you're an alien and that you're supposed to really experience a way of eating a food in a very different uh, way um, so that you actually experience eating this food in a very satisfying way. Did I answer your question? I would imagine you eat less that way too. That is really challenging though, because when I do allow myself to have those kind of things, I'm a gorge. I'll gorge, I'll gorge it, I'll put it in my face as fast as I can. Um, and uh, I don't feel bad after, I don't do anything after, I feel good, I want more. That's my challenge with all of this stuff is when you eat it, you kind of want more. For me, it's just easier to drop it completely and go the other direction and find alternatives. So, you know, like alternative routes, otherwise, I don't, I think with the, all the chemicals and everything that they put in things, it, it, it kind of wants you much, makes you want more anyway, but I want to get to some questions. I want to find out if anybody else has any questions real quick. Does anybody else have any questions that they'd like to ask? Go ahead, Kimberly. It's not really, I guess I do have a question, but I just wanted to comment on what uh, she just said about the chocolate. So I've, you know, you guys know I love ice cream and I would eat a pint of Ben and Jerry's a night because I would get into a cycle of, um, you know, you want more, you want more, you want more, you want more. And then like, how long is that going to go on? So then I said to myself, well, I'm just not going to eat it. Well, a couple of weeks ago, somebody else had told me basically what you just said. And I did, I went out and I bought a bag of, um, the dove dark chocolate the little pieces and i was thinking to myself no way in hell this is going to work um put it in the freezer and seriously i haven't had ice cream in weeks don't even crave it don't even want it and i eat that piece of chocolate at night the way that you said and i have not wanted anything else and i think the reason why is because it gets rid of that you know you deny yourself deny yourself deny yourself deny yourself so if i give that to myself every day i know that i'm going to get you know something and i haven't wanted it since then and i don't know if that's just me or if that's but it's basically what you just said and i just want to say that it worked for me so which is incredible because I love ice cream, <laughs> oh, but, but it absolutely did work. Um, my question is I mean, quick so, question, quick question. Yeah. What did you learn by doing this? What are you learning about yourself by eating slower and by eating just smaller amounts? What, what are you learning about yourself? I learned and I think that behavior goes all the way back to my childhood 
It really does. With eating fast, stuff that I liked, you know, it goes all the way back to my childhood, which is what I thought of when I really did think about it. And now that I know, you know, it's not even in my mind anymore. Like, I don't even think before it used to be, I'm going to stop at the store and get ice cream. I'm going to stop at the store and get ice cream. And when I get home, I'm going to eat ice cream, you know, at eight o'clock at night. And I'm going to, you know, it was always like a, you know, a loop in my head. And now I know that I'm going to get that chocolate and the whole thing of chocolate is in the freezer and I don't want any more than one piece. And I can't tell you why, how, what, why it works, but the little it's not as sweet, you know, and so we don't like totally crave it as much. I've gone through this too. And you gotta be really careful um because it it, it slipped once and for me it takes a take me months to get back on track again. So um just I'm just I'm just saying like it, you know, it's been a couple of weeks and I thought that that was pretty because for me that's great. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. There's a little. Go ahead, Jen. No, you go ahead, please. There's a lot of science uh, uh, that I would love to share with all of you about the, the dairy part of it. I think we talked about it last time, but I, yeah. I, you know, I am a scientist, right? And dairy has two types of protein, casein and whey. And what you are experiencing is pretty much. Um, you know, casein is been found to be very um, addicting. Uh, it's been shown to be an opioid-like peptide. So people mm. who have dairy every day, it's very hard for them to see any changes, you know, in their weight or their behavior as it comes to food because dairy, because of this a casein, which morphs into caseomorphin, uh, acts at our at our uh, receptors in our receptors in our brain, and it makes us really overeat uh, certain uh, foods. So this is documented in the scientific literature, and it's known to have opioid activity. And recent research has actually correlated the exposure to uh, to a uh, to cow's milk here in the states if this would if we were in europe it would be a whole different story because it's a, a total different breed of cattle um but there's a lot of literature actually correlating the exposure to dairy to the incidence of autoimmune disease which i get about six cases a week heart disease type 1 diabetes autism schizophrenia and all this due to the release of this caseomorphin which happens when we digest this casein which is one of the proteins in dairy so that's the science and you can you can actually find all the literature in PubMed, which is where i go to be in the cutting edge uh of my field functional nutrition and medicine uh but there's that's what happens so with you kimberly uh, the less dairy you are having because dairy is, is loaded, right, with casein. And it's also has a lot of sugar, which is a hyper palatable food. And sometimes they put some salt. So these also uh, tend to impact our nervous system and create 
insatiable cravings. So mm -hmm. I just wanted to, um, how do I say this, uh, honor your uh, experience here, because it makes sense that the less there you have, the less you're going to crave and the better mm -hmm. you're going to feel. So congrats yeah, on that. True. And it now I'm to the point where if I did eat ice cream, I would end up getting diarrhea. I would, it puts me into an immediate like coma. You know, I definitely notice the difference of, you know, when I did eat it, that's what would happen. And now, you know, I don't get that. Right. Well, that's just being very self-aware of how you feel with certain foods. And it's what I, why, what I invite everybody to be self-aware when it comes to behavior, self-aware when it comes to after you eat or not eat a certain food, that's how you learn. And that's how you right. make food. Yeah. But my question anyway, is that I'm also addicted to like the coffee creamers. And I want to know what you have for like a suggestion for getting rid of that. Oh, I like the sweetness. I know. I know. Uh, you bring me think back about when I was um, having my coffee. This is how my coffee was maybe five, seven years ago. Not too long ago. Um, I used to put maybe four international delights, you know, the little ones uh, in my coffee. And I would also put like four Splendas. So like who likes sweets? Like I love sweets. I'm somebody who, if I go to a buffet, I wouldn't eat. I would just eat all the cakes and all the desserts. So <laughs> the way I did this and the reason why I decided to do something about it is because I remember a coworker, this is when I was working at a corporation, um, tried my coffee and they were like oh my god how can you drink that it wasn't that what they said but I was like ah maybe I should look into well, why why do I like it so much so what I did and this may be helpful to you is to start having less and less um the Splenda I don't know if, what kind of creamer you use uh, but you want to look at your ingredients and make sure that you don't have any sucralose uh, that is an artificial sweetener uh, that's been linked with um, the disruption of the communication from the vagus nerve. So uh, the vagus nerve runs uh, from the gut all the way to the brain and it sends signals. So if we have artificial sweeteners like sucralose and acesulfame potassium, I know those are big names, but sucralose and acesulfame potassium, and now also the erythritol, erythriol, a lot of people who were doing keto or uh, a lot of like zero sugar started to use that sweetener. So make mm. sure that your coffee creamer doesn't have that, um, and if it does, it's just a sign that it's just really disrupting your environment. But the mm -hmm. way you kind of wean yourself off, uh, there's a product out there called Nut Puts, N-U-T-P-O-D-S. And mm -hmm. it has uh, zero added sugars. It has some sweetness. It's not the same as International mm -hmm. Delight or... Um, anything that has a lot of added sugar, but it's thick and it has mm -hmm. some flavor and it can really do the job. Now, understand that this connection between the gut and the brain and the taste buds, um, you know, it takes time to change. So at the mm -hmm. beginning, if you win yourself off what you're on, which is probably dairy-based and please yes. don't make oat-based because everything made with oats and grains has a lot of 
glyphosate and that is in Roundup. So don't go the old way. A lot of people are doing oat milk and oat creamer and all that. Yeah, it's that one. Thank you. Um, so just be sure that you are not in the oat wagon because that's uh, the new hotness of the market. Okay, right. hot pots would be the window to go. And it's not going to taste the same, but your taste buds are going to adjust to less sugar. And that's very important that, you know, be patient with yourselves. Mm -hmm. All right. And then just keep, keep, keep at it. That would be my recommendation a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll try it because I mean, the chocolate thing worked, so I'm willing to give it a try. That's yeah. it. We have to allow it. And that's the willing, the right. willing, are you willing to do this for ourselves? Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you yep. so much, Kim. Does anybody else have any questions for Natalia while we have her on the line? No? Okay. Natalia, probably got about 10 minutes or so left. What what um what do you want to leave these ladies with today? What what do we wanna what is in your uh, little heart there to share? I want to share my screen one more time because this has to do with what you asked and I didn't get to it. But it when you talked about binge eating, right. um, sometimes this is how we feel. And I think a lot about the holidays, whether what would people or not, I think it's the mindset of um, just really eating until we're super stuffed. And that's very uncomfortable. I remember having to sleep kind of standing because I was so uncomfortable full that I could not sleep like I was that full so I invite all of you to leave a few bites behind especially if you're eating something that you're not in love with um that would be an advice that I would tell you if you go to a Christmas party I mean I have here like a Thanksgiving um you know um you know holiday dinner you know and calories kind of add up and when you go to somebody's home you may see all these foods that you may not even love so I just kind of added all the calories here of what this looks like and calories add up you know when we have the slice of pie maybe a little bit of sweet potato casserole the dinner rolls the coke or the wine or the beer and guess what you end up with a total of over 2,000 calories without snacks um so I just want to make everybody aware that if you don't love all the foods that are offered, just skip it. Like eat your favorites. Um, that That's just one uh, that I have. And then I have another slide that I want to share with you. Um, yeah, before you go on real quickly, though, this is because we're, we're, we're fighting the... Uh, clean your plate when you're when you're a kid and being rewarded as your kid so I mean there's a lot of um you know there's a lot to overcome in process of this transition so it is it and it, I think I think a good portion of it is um not getting frustrated with yourself it's huge you know yeah and um yeah just giving yourself grace but yeah, being willing to do these things for ourselves and, you know, deciding, okay, maybe when I was a kid, yeah, my mom said to clean your plate, but I, as who I am now, I cherish my health more and I'm going to leave that on the plate for me and not worry about it. And and we can change, we can make these changes with ourselves if we just uh, allow ourselves. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's just that how we're no. 
Um, I love it. Um, I love what you said, allowing yourself to um, really give yourself the chance. Um, I wanted to talk about quickly about inner voices um, and yeah, inner voices that we may have that are that are setting us back so that you acknowledge them and then that you switch them into empowering voices. So the, 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 the main ones that I, I want you to be aware of is um, I can't do it, right? That's the I can't do it. Uh, maybe because you failed before. So just acknowledge which ones they are. You may have none, you may have all. This is just, you're just taking inventory. Uh, kind of like when you go to the grocery store and you open your fridge and open your pantry, what do I have, what I do not have? You're just taking inventory without judgment. So one is, I can't do it. Another one is too much work. And another one is, I want the quick fix, right? So just, and it could be other ones, you know, I've tried this before, it hasn't worked. So just, because those are inner voices that can really, really dictate our thoughts. So we will most likely have more negative thoughts than positive thoughts. So I want to empower you to actually change those inner voices to avoid any setbacks into, um, I can do this if I'm committed to myself and willing to step out of my comfort zone. And most of you are here because you're interested, right? And because you want to really be healthier and eat healthier. And how do we do that? So it's just, we are creatures of habits. And sometimes when we step out of our comfort zone and we're asked to look deeper or eat differently, I'm using just Kimberly's example here of not eating ice cream and then avoiding it. I mean, that's a huge step out of your comfort zone because the comfort zone and the habitual is I eat ice cream every day, right? Every night. And now there you are, you've done it. So you're out of that comfort zone. So you're in a place where you can actually honor that. So counting your daily wins like what went well, when we focus on what went well, we feel empowered at the end of the day, whether I took a walk, whether I drank, you know, all my water or whether I drank no soda or whether I said no to an extra helping of whatever I could have had an extra helping. Um, and then the other one uh, that I feel is very empowering is that um, I know that this is a process. I know that it took me years right, to develop a certain condition or to be in this current state of health without judgment, but just knowing that it that took you years and that is just gonna take time to be back to health and just being patient with yourself, like Jen was saying, and knowing that that is a process. Um, it's It doesn't happen overnight. And th that would be what I would leave you with. And also know that uh, to avoid the what the heck effect and I see this a lot when people for example they have a holiday party on a Friday night and then again Saturday or Sunday or they go eat out and then I say, I'll start Monday right and by Monday they haven't made any food they didn't go to the grocery store or just or 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 any habit that this person identifies that as is it healthy for me right and then it comes midweek and there's no food um, healthy made. Maybe the exercise has gone down the wagon because it's cold outside, you name it, whatever. And that's what I call the what the heck effect. You know, what the heck? You know, let's just throw it all the window. Whereas I empower, I want to empower yourself so that you know that every meal is the next opportunity to make a better choice and that every day 
it's a new beginning. Every hour can be a new beginning. To not get stuck on the past and what happened, to focus on every opportunity because every opportunity is a chance to grow and learn from yourself and continue on the right path without having those inner voices that just set us back. Does that make sense? It sure does. It sure does. Um, there was a few other ladies that logged on a little bit later. I just want to make sure. Did everybody get their questions answers? If you have a question in the audience, Sarah, are you good? All right, Natalia. Um, I also wanted to make sure that everybody knew that I dropped the link on the chat um, with a page that I want everybody to read. If you think that you've tried it all and you're not seeing results, um, I was featured on the news because of talking about the microbiome. And this is this is an, an area that physicians and regular doctors don't look at. And I this are this is functional medicine nutrition. So I dropped that in there so that you know that maybe something's off in the science. I, I go into that in that I don't think we have the time to go into that, but you can read that. It has my two interviews where I talk about the gut and where a client actually came in with me uh, with ABC7 to talk about what we found when she did a microbiome test um, and how that was very revealing. And with your body, you may go to your doctor and they might run regular blood work, but that regular blood work may show like everything's fine, but there's many other testings that unfortunately your regular doctor is not trained or doesn't know of or doesn't, it's not covered by insurance, but it'll tell you a lot. I had a lady yesterday with a level of arsenic at 60 and she came to me because of her diabetes and she had history of cancer and an 11 of arsenic at 60 is probably the reason why she got cancer in the first place and why her blood sugar is not coming low. But physicians don't look for arsenic in blood, blur, in blood work. And anyway, I'm just here to tell you that if you're not seeing results, you may want to look deeper and that your doctor may not be super open to doing any of the testing or very unaware or not trained on treating a person when it comes to looking at outside the obvious so those were the last words that i wanted to say and there's a reason why i dropped in that link in there so that you can learn about the science of the microbiome and see this case study um but that's that's all i have jen oh no perfect perfect natalia thank you so much natalia's website is fnwellness.com that's f as in functional n as in nutrition wellness.com Sign up for her newsletters. Be sure to check out her blog while on her website. It's loaded with helpful information. You can connect with Natalia on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. She's got a free Facebook group for continued information. Um, and uh, I'll send this information all out tomorrow um, in the follow-up email along with the replay link. Please visit zenfulconversations.com. Sign up for these Zoom conversations. and. Um, Natalia, thank you so much in deep gratitude for coming by today. Ladies, I thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your wonderful questions. You guys are amazing. And uh, uh, I, I just appreciate you being here. Great questions as always. Namaste, everyone. Namaste. Namaste.
Bye. Bye.